0: Regarding the anointing, the anointing, the topic is how to receive more anointing from the Lord. How can we have more anointing in our life? Let me start from reading the book of Isaiah, chapter 10, verse 27. Let us pray first. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching your people the subject of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we are hungry to learn. We want to receive more anointing from you. Lord, thank you for what we have had now. But we believe you are the generous God, and we can receive more from heaven. Tonight, Lord, help us to have a focused heart. Give us the spiritual eyes to see and understand what you want to say and what you want to reveal to us. Give us the sensitive ear to hear what the Spirit of God says. May you help us to have faith in what we hear and also we will be the doer of your word. We will not be just hearer of the word of God. We thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us Showing us the way of heaven. Be received by faith. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me start by reading Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder. His burden means the burden of our enemy. The burden that come from the devil and evil spirit. And his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. These scriptures say clearly that because of the anointing, God's people can be set free from the yoke of the enemy. The yoke can be addiction, can be bad habits can be sickness poverty anything that comes to pull you down or keep you away from fulfilling the vision and the dream that God gave to you we all have some joke and some burden in our life some of you may have family problem as a burden on your shoulder some of you may have chronic illness that make you so Polarized and cannot serve God Some of you may be in big debt But God say By the anointing of the Holy Spirit The burden can be lifted up The yoke can be destroyed And that's what happened to my life When I get touched by the anointing of the Holy Spirit Many bad things in my life Were removed Were destroyed And I can become more effective For the kingdom of God I can become more happier and more blessed by the Lord. So that's why the subject of the anointing is so important. We receive the anointing in order to be set free ourselves. But not only to receive to be set free, we receive the anointing so that we can go out with the anointing to set other people free. God wants to set us free and use, us, use our hand and mouth to be The vessel to bring the anointing to set other people free as well. The anointing means the presence of the Holy Spirit. Every believer have the presence of the Holy Spirit on the inside of them. We call the anointing within. We have the anointing in us to help us personally. We're going to learn more in the camp this year, led by the Holy Spirit. We're going to learn how to work with the Holy Spirit in the camp this year. The Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of us, will lead us, guide us, teach us, will empower us and show us the way that we should go and we should say. He is inside to help us. But every believer has a call of God on their life. We are all called by God to do different things. Some of us may be called to be worshipped. Leaders and musicians, some of us may be called to be teacher or pastor or maybe doing the children program. Some of us are called to help in the area of administration in the church. We all have the call of God in our life. And in order to fulfill the call, we need the anointing on us. Everyone say, the anointing on us, on me. The anointing on me. We have only one life to live and we love Jesus so much. Jesus allow us to continue to live on earth for his purpose. And in order to fulfill his vision, his dream and purpose, we need to find our own calling. And after that, we pursue the anointing. The anointing will give us the power to be able to get the job done. So tonight we're going to learn that how we can increase the anointing in our life, you have certain measure of the anointing upon you. That anointing is a potential in you that you can serve the Lord according to the calling of God in your life. The first step that we need to have a lifestyle, the lifestyle that we need to have is the lifestyle of getting into the Word of God and to commune with God or to pray. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 Be diligent to present yourself approved to God. In order for God to give you more anointing, you need to show God, I passed the test. I am approved by you to get more anointing. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You can see here that God is looking for faithful believers who are Really hungry for the Word of God. Listen to the Word of God. Read the Bible. Study the Word. Hungry and get into the Word of God on a daily and regular basis. Without knowing the Word of God, it's very impossible for the Holy Spirit to work with you because the Holy Spirit works according to the Word. You need to know the Word of God. Thank God for today's technology. We don't have to carry big Bible like my Bible anymore. Anywhere, you just have the, a smartphone, you download the Bible program, you can read the Bible anytime. In your smartphone, you can listen to the podcast, to the YouTube, to all kinds of teaching. So that you can feed yourself when you drive in the car, you can get into the Word of God. I never sit in the car and have a daydream. I always listen to the Word of God in my car. During lunch break, while I'm eating, I listen to either worship song or listen to the Word of God. I am in the Word of God every day. Most of the time, I will get into the Word of God. And also prayer. Because in order to move with anointing, we need to know our God. How can we know our God? We need to spend time with Him, talking to Him, listening to Him, and commune with Him on a regular basis, so that we can get acquainted with him, get close to him, to be able to follow him and hear his voice when he leads us every day. Therefore, as a servant of God, if you don't want to be a shame, you need to know the word. Amen? You need to follow the word of God. And when you do that every single day, get into the word, pray every day, and when you step out to serve the Lord, Then you step out by faith and expect the anointing to come over you and anoint you. The Holy Spirit will anoint you to get the job done. You move out by faith to do it. Last Sunday, I was in California and I was preaching the word. And after that, I need to cast out demons. So I step out by faith to cast demons out from people. At that time, I sensed the Holy Spirit came upon me and then evil spirit began to come out from people all over the room. People just start to get set free because the anointing came upon me and into that room because I step out by faith and I have faith because I study the word of God all the time. We all stand in different offices in our life. Some of you may be called to do prayer ministry. Some of you may be mission ministry or sound ministry. Whatever you do, you need to understand that you have the anointing of God upon you to do the job. If you are called to be singer in the church, you can sing with the anointing when you play a piano. You just depend on the anointing of the Holy Spirit to come upon you so that you can sing and play piano or play guitar. Everything you do, you need the anointing. Don't do it out of your flesh or out of your own natural ability. But you should flow with the anointing of God. When we talk about the anointing, there are two aspects. Number one, the kind or the areas of the anointing. There are many, many gifts, many kind of manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And you and I may have different kinds of anointing or different areas of the anointing. Whatever God calling in your life but also there are different measures of the anointing that people can have higher measure or lower measure of the anointing in each individual at certain time you have higher anointing than another time maybe when you teach somebody that day the anointing is stronger on you than last week the measure of the anointing can be high and low according to your readiness, your faith, and how you plug into the anointing of God. But every time we minister, we need to seek for thicker anointing so that we can serve God more powerfully. I noticed that when I travel on a mission trip, my anointing is much stronger than in my own church for some reason. I cannot force God. But if you come to the mission trip with me, especially to the foreign land, oh, I tell you, the anointing on my body is so strong. Feels so strong on my body. Sometimes I want to just get drunk in the Holy Spirit myself because the anointing was so strong on me when I have to minister to the big crowd that are so hungry. So many reasons that anointing can be strong. The hunger of the receiver, your own faith, and different kinds of anointing come upon you. But we need to seek for more anointing every time we minister. In the Old Testament, not everybody had the anointing on them. Only three kinds of people, the priest, the king, and the prophet had the anointing. And maybe some other rare cases that God anointed them to build a tabernacle or to worship. But otherwise... Only three kinds of people had the anointing of the Holy Spirit. King David had the anointing of both the king and the prophet. That's why he wrote the book of Psalm because he was the prophet and he can receive the anointing to put the prophetic word in the Bible. But today, thank God, every one of us can have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And every one of us who is a believer can have the anointing on our life and every one of us has the calling of God upon our life. You need to discover your calling and you need to move according to the calling of God in your life. We are called into different offices in the body of Christ. I pray that all of you, before you leave this world to be with the Lord in heaven, you will find your calling soon and very soon. So that you can move in that calling and you can be so effective for God in this world. Remember this? We live in this world for a short period of time compared to eternity. And we need to accumulate our rewards in heaven. How big the house you're going to have, the mansion you have in heaven depends on what you do on earth here. What kind of attitude, what kind of faithfulness you have in doing the ministry. If you just lay back, you do nothing for God, and you have bad attitude, you will not have much in heaven. And by the time you get to heaven, it's too late to come back to restart again. So that's why the Bible says, running the race, we have limited time on earth. We need to find our anointing and calling as soon as possible. We need to serve God faithfully, serve God fully, and get ready to go to heaven. There are two things that people cannot avoid two things, especially in America. Number one, death, and number two, taxes. And taxes are worse. Death is good because we're going to go to heaven. And when we get to heaven, we're going to see the outcome of what we have done on earth here. Are you ready to go to heaven? Or do you live a loose life that when you go to heaven, you will be so disappointed because you did not do much on earth right now. So tonight we're going to learn about the anointing and you can be more effective in your ministry. In First King chapter 19, verse 19, we learn about two men, two servants of God. One is Elijah, the prophet of the living God. And another man is Elisha, who was seeking to receive the double portion of the anointing from his spiritual father. 1 Kings 19, verse 19, we're going to learn principle of how to increase the anointing from these two lives here. So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Saphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him. And he was with the twelfth. He was in the back, the twelve. Twelve yokes, and he was in the back. Must be a lot of dust come upon him. Then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. The mantle is like a jacket like this. The mantle is like a cloak. When Elijah threw the mantle or the jacket on him, it was symbolic of imparting the anointing on another one. You see the picture, the anointing come upon you. The anointing in you is to help you, but anointing that come upon you is to get you into the ministry, into the life of service. So the mantle, that cloth, came upon Elisha as a symbol of the anointing that God wanted to call him into the prophetic ministry the mantle we want to increase the mantle the thicker mantle the better to do the work of god so you understand the word mantle now it's symbolic of the anointing or the thick presence of god upon your life first king chapter 19 verse 20 the bible continues to say and he left the oxen and ran after elijah now he knew that he was called to follow elijah He was called to be the prophet after Elijah and said, please let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. And he said to him, so Elijah answered him, go back again, for what have I done to you? This is a slang in that generation. If we talk about today's language, Elijah said to Elijah, go back to see your dad. And forget about this. I'm leaving. Bye-bye. I will not wait for you. So what do we learn about the life of Elisha here? We learn that if you want to have more anointing, you need to put God first. You need to determine the kingdom of God comes first in my life. I will choose God first. Not comfortable life not even relationship, even though we still need to love our parents, love our spouse, and love our kids, and love everything. I thank God for my wife that when God called me to be the pastor, she did not resist me. She did not walk away from me. She followed and helped me so that I and my household can serve the Lord together. I'm so thankful to my children that they all serve the Lord with me. I don't need to Make a choice between my family or God because they all, by the grace of God, helped me all these 30 years. I and my household shall serve the Lord. And so our home always seek the kingdom of God first. I'm hungry for the anointing. I want to have more anointing so I can help millions of people out there. Less anointing helpless people. More anointing. We can do more for God to help more people in our generation. But The first thing we need to do besides praying and study the Bible is to make up our mind. I want to be used by God. I seek the kingdom of God first. I will respond to the calling of God in my life. I will not deny His calling. In this situation, Elisha responded. Elisha did not go back to see his father. What happened next in verse 21 So Elijah turned back from him. He turned back and took a yoke of oxen and slaughtered them and boiled their flesh using the oxen's equipment and gave it to the people, and they ate. So he said, no more, being a farmer. I kill this oxen to show that from now on I'm going to be a minister. I'm going to follow the man of God here named the prophet Elijah. Then he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. My dear brother and sister, in the life of ministry, no one can start, or rare, not no one, very rare kind of people, maybe one out of a 1000000 that can going to start to be a pastor right away, a great prophet of God, a great minister of God. Everyone start from A, B, C. Start from being a servant, sweep the floor, pick up the chairs, helping in the Sunday school, wash dishes, doing something as a servant to prove your faithfulness. Elisha did not start by being titled, I am the prophet so-and-so, I'm a pastor or the apostle so-and-so. He started by washing the clothes of Elisha, cooking for Elisha carrying the briefcase for Elijah. He was a faithful servant, starting from serving God. My dear brother and sister, don't try to push God to give you title in the church right away. I noticed that so many people are so smart, so talented, but they did not wait for God's timing. After the pastor or the worship leader say no one time, disappear. Or I want to do this, and the pastor say, wait, 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 wait. Wait a little bit, maybe a few years, disappear. They did not start from serving. They want to start from being somebody on the stage right away, playing guitar in front of people right away. God doesn't work that way. You start from serving the man of God first. You do something from the basic first, even though you may have the anointing in you, but you need to prove your life. There is a time test and faithfulness test in your life. That's what happened to Elisha. Now look at 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 to 2. And it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by the whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Then Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives, And as your soul leaves, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Now notice another principle, the fourth principle of how to increase the anointing. Number one, read the Bible. Get into the Word. Number two, pray on a regular basis. Have a prayerful life. Number three, you need to seek the kingdom of God first. You need to take your calling seriously. Number four, you notice that God tested elisha, what kind of man he was made of, what kind of heart He has? Some people were made by hay or by invaluable thing, but some of us were made by gold and silver and precious stone. God going to test whether we are made by hay or. Invaluable things are made by precious stone. You have to pass the test. God used Elijah to test this man. Hey, stay here. I'm going. You may have a good, better life here. I'm going from Gilgal to Bethel. So now God is testing his heart. Whether Elijah is a faithful man or not, loyal, committed, steadfast, never give up, and single-mindedness. God going to use that kind of people. The people who are single-minded, clarity of direction. Who is my pastor? What kind of ministry I would do? Not yo-yo, not one day left, another day right. Keep changing every day. Keep changing churches. Keep changing ministry. You have to be determined. You need to be focused you need to have a steadfast heart, loyal heart and say, this is it. This is the way God wants me to do. And don't be yo-yo, don't be up and down. That's what Elisha demonstrated his heart to the Lord. He said, no, I'm going to go with you. I will follow you to the end. As the Lord leaves and as your soul leaves, I will never leave you. What a statement he said. He said, Did not change his mind at all No matter what happened 2nd king chapter 2 verse 9 And so it was When they had crossed over That Elijah said to Elisha Ask What may I do for you Before I am taken away from you Elisha said Please let a double portion Of your spirit be upon Everyone say upon talking about the anointing on a man to fulfill the office or the calling he had in his life. Upon, not in, upon. Elijah asked for double measures or double portion of the anointing of the prophet that Elijah had. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you shall find. If you don't ask, you don't get that's what the book of James says. You need to ask. Ask, and you will get it. Verse 10, the Bible says. So everyone say, ask. You need to be desired. I lately sometime lay hands on people at the chair. I just went to Los Angeles, and about maybe 60, 70 people show up. But they did not have enough utter to help catching people when I lay hand. if people stand up. So I decided to just lay hand on people when they sit down. Because that's how it worked there. I don't have enough archer. And Pastor Dan, I just talked at home before we left home to the revival service. We make a comment that if I just keep going to the chair to people and lay hand on people, it may be good in a certain situations, but on the other way, I'm forcing the anointing on you. You're not asking. You're sitting there because you don't want to offend me. But it's different when you walk out to the front and say, God, I'm hungry. Touch me. I want to get the anointing from you to break the yoke from me. And this happened. I just tell you the story. And it really happened one 80 years old person, member, a new believer, every Sunday would walk out to the front and let me lay hand. And after many months, she got totally healed from every disease, her heart disease, her leg pain, everything. On the, on the other hand, the person who got sick too but never come out and just sit there and waiting for me to go and lay hand, not completely recover. So what I learned is this. You have to ask God. You cannot expect God to come to me, Lord. You need to run to Him. You notice that Jesus never went to anybody first. He was waiting for people to come to Him. Come and ask Him, Lord, heal me. Lord, touch me. Lord, open my eyes. Open my ears. You run to God because God will never force you. So that's why we have the outer call for people to show that I'm asking you right now. Come and help me and touch me. Amen? You need to ask God. And that's what happened to Elijah. He kept following the man. He kept following until the last day. He did not sit in Kilkao and say, Elijah, maybe you got up to heaven one day and maybe the Lord will have mercy on me and send the Holy Spirit on me in Kilkao. No, he keep pursuing. He keep asking. He wants so badly. He wants the double portion of anointing badly that he was willing to travel and follow his master. Second King, chapter two, verse ten. So he said, "You have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, in other words, you will not leave here and look for Jair or Bun or stay somewhere because you want to have a break. You stay here until you see me lifted up to heaven. Elisha stay right there, closely to his anointed leader to the end. He stay close to the anointing, okay? It shall be so for you, but if not, it shall not be so. In other words, if Elisha wanted to have a vacation or a break for a few days, walk away to have a good time in the city, maybe go eat some Chinese food, and say, I'm going to come back in a couple of days, it would be too late. Elijah may have been gone already in heaven, and he will never get the double portion of the anointing. Elisha decided to stay, to stick, not to leave. And what happened in verses 11 to 12? The Bible says, And it happened, as they continued on and talked, that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven, and Elisha saw it. So he was there to the end. And he cried out, my father, my father. You remember Paul say, there are many teachers that you don't have many fathers. So God tried to say that in your life, you need to have somebody that can correct you and talk you face to face and can help you to grow. Because teacher will not come talk to you face to face. They are not your spiritual father or mother. So you need somebody who bold enough to come and talk to you and I had that in my life to have some people who dare to correct me and talk to me, this is wrong. I had my spiritual fathers too in the past, many of them. The chariot of, because some of them died, before, and then I change to a new one. The chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces. Again, Elisha, stay right with Elisha to the end. And he said that, I forget about the past. I move into a new chapter in my life. He taught the growth. He forget about the past success. Now, he want to go into the higher level of the anointing. My dear brothers and sisters, don't stay in the old oil from last year. You keep moving to the new anointing, new oil of God. God can give you more anointing this year than last year. Don't be stuck to the old success two years ago. God has more things for you to do in the future. Keep moving on with God. Keep seeking more anointing. Asking God to give you more revelation and power and wisdom and faith. Amen? Now what happened? The next two verses. Verses 14 and 15. Then he took the mantle. Everyone say mantle. So when Elijah went up, the mantle dropped to the ground. The mantle is symbolic of the anointing. Okay. The mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him, and Elisha struck the water and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had struck the water, it was divided this way and that. And Elisha crossed over. Now when the sons of the prophets who were from Jericho saw him, they said, the spirit or the anointing of Elijah rests on. Everyone say on. Elisha. Talking about the anointing to be the prophet of God. And they came to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. I believe that the water was parted not because Elijah had a big muscle or because the mantle was so big. The water was parted because the anointing on that piece of cloth or overcoat, boom, the anointing split the water. The power is in that mantle. So he put that new mantle on him, and now he became the prophet of God. After being faithful and loyal and committed for so many years to serve his spiritual father, The time came when the double portion of the anointing came upon him. And after that, if you read the Bible account of his ministry, you will find that he performed twice as many miracles as Elijah. He had double portion of the anointing. By studying this story, we learn the seven principles of how to increase the anointing. The seventh principle is that in order to have the anointing, you need to be faithful in the association, the environment, the influence that God put you. We cannot be in every church. We cannot be in every ministry. We will be so divided and so torn apart. You need to pick and choose which church you're going to be in, which ministry you're going to support. And once you join into that ministry, you can expect the anointing in that ministry flow down. Definitely, it starts from the heart. It starts from the heart. The heart that is united to that ministry. That's why Psalm chapter 133 said when the brethren live together in unity, the oil of anointing will flow from Aaron from the beard of Aaron into his robe and into everything under him. So when you are in the anointing of God with the right heart, committed, faithful, that anointing will come upon you. I know that I have many anointings that came from my previous spiritual father. Some of them already passed away. One of my spiritual father is a teacher, so I have that gift of teaching. One of them was an apostle, who like to train people, making disciples. I got that anointing from him. We received the anointing from the people that we serve, and we were under that ministry. Everyone say association. Everyone say environment. Everyone say influence. If we serve a ministry faithfully, in that environment, in that influence and association, the anointings in that ministry will come on you. You will become like your pastor or your spiritual father. The anointing will come through relationship, through the association, the laying on of hand, the faithful ministry that you have with that group of people. I noticed that every pastor that served God with us in the world, whether in Europe or Thailand or in America, every pastor knew how to move in the file of God. All of them know how to cast out demons. All of them know what to do with the file of God because they are under that covering that believe in the fire of holiness, believe in casting out demons, making disciples and planting churches. They know how to plant churches, because the anointing is on them too, in that umbrella in that covering. So the mantle come by the association or relationship. Amen? Now, what I want to warn you is this. Come to this point, practical point. Number one, you need to find out what the calling in your life is. What is the calling? Number two, you need to follow Jesus wholeheartedly. Jesus is your ultimate master. Number three, You pray to God because we all need to learn from other people. You cannot be expert by just studying Bible yourself. God, put somebody to be your spiritual father. You need to find out from the Lord or from the Holy Spirit which ministry, which minister is your spiritual father, where God wants you to connect to, which church, which ministry, which minister. And after that, once you settle these issues, then you commit, serve, and you are faithful to the end. Amen? The warning is this. Listen carefully. And I have to be very careful about my own life. When you follow a minister of your spiritual father, you can follow his heart of commitment, faith, and the love for God. But you have to be careful because people can have the right heart but the wrong head. I hope you understand me. People can have very strong faith and strong anointing. But they have the wrong doctrine and wrong lifestyle. You need to separate these two. It's If a minister that you follow or your pastor have strong faith, Good heart, but he's off in the doctrine and in the lifestyle. You just follow the heart, but don't follow his lifestyle and long head or long doctrine. The head is corrupted, wrong doctrine, wrong lifestyle. You understand what I mean? I've seen so many great ministers in the world, very anointed, powerful, but the doctrines were off. A little bit. And then eventually, the whole group went into trouble. Because when they start to go up one degree or five degrees, eventually, they get into trouble. The whole group, including the followers. Or some minister may have strong anointing. They are greater teacher than me. I'm not that great compared to many American preachers. I'm just a normal guy. They're so strong in preaching. But their lifestyle is in a mess. Adultery. Cheating money, doing something wrong. You have to be careful. Don't just follow the faith and the anointing. You need to look at the lifestyle and the doctrine as well. For me, as a pastor of this local church, I watch my life like what the Bible says in the book of Acts. You need to watch your life carefully. I don't want to go into the wrong doctrine. I don't want to have a bad lifestyle, wrong head but good heart, impure hand and cheating, and do a lot of wrong things to lead the disciple of Jesus Christ into the wrong way. I have to be very, very careful. That's why I don't welcome any teaching easily in this church. Any YouTube teaching, I'm very careful. And I will really, dis- I have the spirit of discernment that I can tell there's something wrong. I'm a very careful person. Because I don't want to bring wrong doctrine into the church, I want to be biblical, very biblical. Amen. So don't follow some mistakes. That's why Paul say in First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse one, "Imitate me, just as I also imitate Christ." In Amplified Bible say, "Pattern yourself after me." So Paul encouraged his members and co-workers, you can follow my good example. Follow my example of faith, of doctrine, as I faithfully follow Christ. So I do the same thing. I follow Christ wholeheartedly. I will not open myself to any wrong doctrine or wrong lifestyle or sinful lifestyle. But at the same time, I show my life as an example to you so that you can follow me, and we all together follow Jesus Christ. Amen? I pray that one day, after the Lord takes me to heaven, I will not live here forever. But maybe Jesus comes back before I die. But if Jesus doesn't come back, and I leave this world to be in heaven, I pray that there will be great ministers here, who will get the double portion of anointing on them, and they can shake the world in the... Next generation to come, amen. But you have to be in the word, pray, committed, single heartedness, faithful, seek the kingdom of God first, pass God test. Keep your heart right, check your heart. Don't let your heart be spoiled with wrong thing. Keep going, keep continue in steadfast and loyal and committed heart, and. God will use you greatly one day. When the right time comes, He will anoint you in a great way. Amen? During the meantime, just be faithful. Now, we come to this point. I want to say one thing about moving in the anointing of God. You need to understand that, I'm going to end this teaching here. You need to understand that evil spirit or Satan work with people in a different way from the Holy Spirit. evil spirit will take on people's will, control, and push people to do what they want, if the spirit of gambling take control of somebody, that spirit will urge and control and get that person out of the chair and go to the casino every night. It controls the lifestyle of gambling of that person or maybe the evil spirit of smoking cigarette. That spirit will control the hand of that person to get a piece of cigarette and then smoke. It controls people. But the Holy Spirit is different. The Holy Spirit is in you, come upon you, but He's a gentleman. He will never force you. What you need to do is to yield is to surrender and flow with Him like an eagle that mounts up the wing to catch the wind. You need to float with Him. He will not force you to come out to the wind of the Holy Spirit. You need to surrender and yield. And in order to surrender and yield to the anointing, you need two factors. Number one, faith. In order to move with the anointing, you need to move by faith. Without faith, you cannot connect to the anointing that much. Amen? You need to have faith. Number two, you need to have boldness. One of the big hindrances of walking under the anointing of God is fear. Fear and also doubt. The reason people are fearful of the anointing because they're afraid that they will lose their control. Or they're afraid that something is going to happen that they could not handle. So they back off. The same thing with laying on of hand. When I lay hand on people, many people are so fearful of losing control Then they don't want to come out. They don't want God to control their life. So they say, I don't want this. I am afraid that God is going to do something in me. But actually, God will never force you. If you want to resist, He will not do anything. You have to yield. Walking out to the altar is the way, number one, yield. Two, when we lay hand and call the anointing to come upon you, you yield again. You keep yielding. Because if you cannot yield here, you will not yield in your workplace. You will not yield at the bus station. Everything you do, you know, do you need to understand the anointing in you? Work with you, not just only lay a hand on the sick or, or preaching the gospel to the unsaved. The anointing can help you to be a good teacher at school, to be a good workers. Now I look back in my life for many years, I did not understand the Holy Spirit as much as I understand today. Now I look back, I can see that the anointing of God in my life really helps me to be a good doctor, to be a good neurosurgeon. Really, when I look at the x-ray, the anointing rise up in me, and it gave me wisdom to sh- show me what to do next for that patient, what kind of surgery. The anointing helped me when I drive the car to tell me, slow down the police up there. You're driving too fast, 10 miles beyond the limit per hour. He told me, He helped me every single day, 24 7, because I learned how to yield to the Holy Spirit in the meeting. I learned how to yield to the Holy Spirit when somebody lay hand on me. I did not fight with Him. I just yield to Him. So in order to move in the anointing, you need to learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit and let God move in your life. Amen. You can see that the Holy Spirit is in you, on you as a potential. But when you start to minister or start to do something, you call by faith. The Holy Spirit can come up and fill you and come all over you like a mantle or the blanket on you. And at that moment, you move in the power of God. Let's look at some scripture here and we'll end the sermon. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. At the time you want to move in the Holy Spirit or you want the anointing to work in you, you need to have faith and boldness and yield to the Holy Spirit. Everyone say faith. faith. You have faith that God is going to fulfill His promise. You have faith that the anointing is on you. You have faith that God is supporting you. He is there for you. He is going to help you. You have boldness to obey Him. When He says, do something, do something. You just move out with boldness. And three, you need to yield at that moment that the Holy Spirit will work through you. And if the Spirit of Him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead will also restore to life your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. The Holy Spirit is with you. You need to yield to let Him rise up and manifest life to other people, and to yourself. Luke chapter 4, verse 1, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Even Jesus himself, when he ministered, wherever he went, he was led by the Spirit of God 24-7 the Holy Spirit is not just working with you at the time you preach or teach or preaching the gospel. He is there with you all the time, can anoint you to do the work. Jesus was led by the Spirit, and when Jesus wanted to minister, the fullness of the Spirit came up on him, and he ministered by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 4, verse 8. Then Peter, before Peter preached, what happened? He did not use his own intellect. He did not use his own ability to talk or diploma from the Bible school. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel. Filled with the Holy Spirit. When I read this scripture, I can see that Peter at that moment moved by faith, boldness, yield, and then suddenly the mantle of the Holy Spirit on the inside of him come up and filled him. The mantle came upon him, and he began to minister. He yielded to the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit of God came upon him. Acts chapter 13, verse 52. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit and joy came together. When you, have, when you are full of the Holy Spirit, you are joyful on the inside of you. You laugh, you're happy all day long because joy is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Can we live like that every day? Everywhere we go, filled with the Holy Spirit. Seek more of the anointing. Get greater anointing in you. Pray. Read the Bible. Single-mindedness. Seek the kingdom of God first. God come first. Amen? And pass the test. God is more important than anything else, even money or relationship. You seek God first. You seek the anointing first. I remember when I first received the file of God the first few years, I got rejected by so many pastors and my own organization at that time. They thought that I was crazy. And eventually, I got kicked out from the organization because I moved in the fire. At that moment, I had to choose between the fire of the Holy Spirit or position in that organization. I was like the, in the top position, one of the top position. I chose the Holy Spirit, not the position. So I got kicked out from the organization. But thank God now we save thousands of people around the world. Amen. In fact, I told you this story a long time ago. At that time, we have many churches in America under the care of New Hope, and all those pastors were trained by me. And because the organization want to push me out, they have to call all the pastors from every city to Seattle to sit down and have a meeting to see whether those churches are going to continue with New Hope or leave and stay with big organizations. And this is interesting. One of the person in that close meeting, I was not in there, said that the senior man that came handed a piece of paper. And in that piece of paper is a kind of secret. You open and you answer without and write your name down. No, no talking. That paper say you're going to choose Holy Spirit or this organization. This is a question. And many of them check organization. Only two pastors check Holy Spirit and stay with New Hope. The rest are gone. It's interesting. For me, the anointing first. I don't care about my position. I don't care about reputation. I don't care about any praises from man, any acceptance from man. I rather choose the Holy Spirit. Even Jesus was rejected by the great organization called Pharisees and Sadducees. But he shows the Holy Spirit. That must be your decision. Stay fast and determine that I want the anointing of God. I, want, I will fulfill the calling of God in my life. Amen? Have you learned from Elijah and Elijah? How many people are going to put this into practice? How many people believe that you're going to have greater anointing in your life? How many people are hungry? Amen. More anointing, the more effective. Amen. Amen. Keep your heart right. Keep your hand clean. Your heart pure, and steadfast. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us how to receive the greater measure of the anointing and how to minister under the great anointing every time we minister Lord Lord teach us how to yield how to move by faith and boldness help us to pass all the tests keep our heart pure and steadfast Father Help us not to be changing our mind all the time. Lord, help us to respect and honor the anointing that you put upon our life, Lord. That we will not look down on the man of God. We're going to stay faithful, stay right there to the end until we get the higher anointing to do great work in this generation, Father. Lord, may your Holy Spirit remind all of us when we start to get off the cross that you want us to stay on. Help us to stay on the right cross in the calling and in the office that you call us to do. Lord, I know that faithfulness is very important, Lord. We're going to stay faithful to the end. And your timing is not our timing, Lord. We're going to be patient. We're going to be persistent, steadfast, committed, and loyal so that we will be like Elisha. We will be like Jesus and Paul and Peter in this generation, Father. We thank you so much in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I pray that tonight, when the Holy Spirit minister to you, you will find your own calling. You will find what God wants to do in your life. And the anointing of God will increase. I pray that you will be like Elisha, that you will seek the kingdom of God first. You will not back down. You will not back off from what God calls you to do. You will not be lukewarm, but you're going to press on to let God use you. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www newhopeinternationalchurch.com I'm so thirsty